Welcome to The Localist Podcast, a podcast showcasing the local heroes of Pakistan. People creating positive change and driving the country towards a better future. I'm Mo. I'm Rabia. And, and we, we are, are The Localists. Localists. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Localist Podcast. Um, so, I'm Rabia. And I'm Mo. And we have someone really special here. Um, someone who is who's going to talk to us about something very important, which is fitness and lifestyle and nutrition, but from a woman's perspective, because there's a lot of misconceptions that we've seen in um, Pakistan. Um, and um, she's out there doing some great stuff. Um, I think the person I would train with, for sure. Um, and, and I'm really happy that she's here and she's going to talk to us about, uh, and we'll hopefully uncover, um, you know, some myths and so yeah so we have Anam uh, Tabba here say hello hi <laughs> um, thank you for coming I'm so excited um, and uh, I'm sorry we couldn't get you another coffee <laughs> <laughs> no it's all right thanks for having me so yeah so Anam I'd like to ask you um, how is it that you got into fitness what was that moment um, you can talk about you know what you've done so far so yeah anywhere you want to begin um, so I've been in fitness my whole life almost. I think my first memory of anything related to sports was me taking up gymnastics as a kid when I was in fourth grade. I had to give it up in sixth grade because of the lack of trainers that we had. And um, I was a girl and back then we only had male trainers and because of the society that we were in there was a big issue with me you know, working out with male trainers. So then I got into sports in school. I excelled at them. I ended up being either captain or vice captain of multiple teams. I was the flag bearer of my march past. I was a gold medalist in my Sindh Open. I trained myself. Um, again, we didn't have coaches or trainers as such wow. back then. Um, I just, I knew that I wanted to be really good at moving and mm -hmm. at performing and so yeah I took part in a lot of inter-school competitions and when that was over and when I wasn't getting a kick there I would go and participate in club competitions so like in squash or badminton and um, when my school days were over I was like all right now where do I go to for sports um, who is what women my age are competing and where like where do I find that outlet and I couldn't I couldn't and I think it was probably 2010 where I had a friend no actually 2006 where I had a friend visiting and she told me about CrossFit that and is so I mean like I, I hate interrupting but that's like every person's CrossFit story I was I was a high school athlete and yeah. like a, at least competitive CrossFit people right yeah it's because just like, CrossFit is about competing it's yeah. about performance and if you enjoy that then I mean CrossFit speaks to you yeah. right um, so she was visiting and she told me about CrossFit I'm like hey what is this let me find out more and mm, I couldn't find anyone who could give me any answers so I researched and researched and I was like, you know, why not go take this weekend course, which would tell me everything that I needed to know about CrossFit. Um, so you did the level one without well, doing I was, CrossFit before? like I was doing it on my own. Okay. 
I was looking up random words on the internet. I was trying to teach myself. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to teach myself weightlifting. It was not a good idea. (laughs) Um, Because nobody could teach me what a clean was. Or maybe I was looking in the wrong places. You know, nobody could teach me what a clean was. Nobody could teach me what a snatch was. I couldn't learn gymnastics the way I was when I was a kid. You know, your bodies change. Um, And before CrossFit, I was into bodybuilding for about three years so i was always like a gym junkie you could say and then i found this more functional way of training so i was like you know what let's try this out and because i couldn't find any information myself i decided to go for this weekend course and i was like you know let me just be a sponge for this Mm -hmm. in the next three days and let me see what this is about obviously i fell in love with it i came back thinking that I am the most knowledgeable person out there (laughs) and I know everything about CrossFit and um, I started calling friends over and I started uh, calling family over and I was like let me show you what this is because it was so exciting and I was like let me show you that this exists and that you can train like this and that you can be strong and that women can lift and um yeah, I guess it's it's just been going on since there, and um, it's been a journey of how can I grow, how can I be better, what more can I learn. So mm-hmm. I did my level one, and then I obviously felt that a lot of things were missing. So then I signed up for my CrossFit weightlifting course, and I was like, let me try this because I'm not, you know, I want to get better at teaching weightlifting. I want to get better at implementing it. Um, So I went for that, again, came back thinking I'm the best thing ever. (laughs) Um, I taught it, taught it, uh, and then I saw more areas where I could improve. So I was like, wait a minute, I'm really good at teaching weightlifting. I'm not good at teaching gymnastics. I signed up for the gymnastics course. I went back. Um, Again, this is after like training, saving, earning, and then using those to go back because I wanted it to be that's very commendable about me Mm -hmm. and not about I didn't want to be one of those housewives whose husbands are paying for their hobbies wow which is which is what our society tends to label you as a lot of times so um yeah, I opened up like this dingy, dark dungeon type place in my basement where I would just call friends and family over and I would train them and I would keep going back and forth, trying to be better, trying to be better. So I did my gymnastics. I came back and I was like, okay, I'm really good at coaching gymnastics now, but I feel like I could be better. So then I signed up for my level two and then I went back and then I got more feedback and then I learned more how to improve and then I came back and I wanted, because my clients they are everything to me and their fitness and health I mean to have somebody's fitness and health in your hands is a huge responsibility it's literally like you can make or break their lives Mm -hmm. by the kind of training that you give them by the kind of information that you give them and um, and you take that very seriously obviously yeah yes yeah (laughs) you do Um, So I did that. I came back. I got better at it. And then from there, I was just teaching for a very long time. In fact, even 
I'm going to rewind a little bit before I opened up my own dingy dungeon in mm-hmm. my basement. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I signed up to train at CORE. And I was it CORE with a C or CORE with a K? With a C. I always have to ask. CORE with a C. <laughs> and I was so passionate and I had no clients to teach. So I would go there and I would wait there for three hours a day to try to teach somebody, to try to show them what I know, to try to sort of give my knowledge and you know but um wow yeah that's I amazing yeah, that is the hustle commitment. is real the yeah. hustle is real yeah and then i had like one client who would come to me and she came out of sympathy because she was a friend and so i would train her and i think a whole year went by like that and i was like you know i need to i need to grow i'm not growing and i'm not learning enough because when you teach you're not just teaching you're learning as well mm. um so then I um, signed up at Structure. So I was training at Core and Structure. Again, not a lot of people. Um, you, I didn't have a name for myself. I didn't, uh, I didn't have a lot of people who would trust me, even though I had done my CrossFit, I had done my weightlifting. Isn't that what you told, what's it called, Adam's dad? Your daughter's the most qualified? We've said I've said that to like countless people, and like I actually went before I botched the intro five times. What I wanted to say <laughs> is Anam is arguably the most qualified trainer in this country. Oh my so, god! Yeah. So well done, like Thank you know, you. and and to do it yourself and to do it with like your own like you know money. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I would have no problems taking more money, most money by the way. I'm I'm totally like I don't care. I know, but, but this, this is like my baby. Like, this, this is was fantastic. My and, thing, and um, it was also out of frustration actually because mm-hmm. when before I took my CrossFit level one and before um. I got into bodybuilding again that was just stuff I learned off the internet um, I was very frustrated with the lack of trainers knowledgeable trainers yeah over here because I kept trying to find one for myself and nobody could help me literally nobody could help me and they would all give me the same thing and I was like but this is not what I want from my fitness I did not want to do 90 minutes of ab and bum blast on a stepper. uh, Bum blast. That's literally what it was called. (laughs) Did you try the celebrity trainers? I knew that I wanted to get strong. And I have, um, I'm very big on quotes. So there's this one quote, which is, it, I mean, it means a lot to me. Um, it's, it's a shame for a man to grow old without knowing what his body is capable of doing. And that just sort of stuck with me. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to be old and I don't want to look back thinking, what could I have done? Where could I have pushed my limits? And I don't want others to think that either. So I wanted to help them. Um, We've got a quote for next week's newsletter now. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, so yeah I did that and then I just kept training and training and learning and then I obviously got a lot more questions about fitness and I realized that nutrition was a big part of it as well CrossFit does not teach you a lot about nutrition Mm. Um, and so I went and took my precision nutrition certification and I really studied hard for it um, because uh, yeah at the end of the day I just really wanted to help these women who were so lost and didn't know what to do with their health at all 
this is something like we, I mean, with the previous trainer we had on Mustafa as well, right? We were talking about that is it's not just, it's not just that people are lost and we can get into more about this in a bit, but like, it's not just that people, women are lost here. It's that as trainers, we're also, and you know, I mean, a lot of them are just dishing out incorrect information, cookie cutter stuff, like, and, and it's, it's not, it, it's, it's doing them a complete disservice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to give them more mm. than what they had been told. And they would come to me and ask me questions like, should we not have carbs? Should we, how much water should we drink? How much should we eat? And I was always very nervous answering that and I wanted to be more confident and I wanted to give them the right information. So then I became a certified nutritionist, studied for that and again, went back to coaching, saved up, saved up. And I was like, I want to grow more because I can't keep taking like three people at a time back mm. to back. I want to help more people. So I expanded my space a little bit um, I started advertising it. I took more women and then I, well, before I did that, I was like, I need to be really good at what I'm doing. And that's when I took up the OPEC CCP mm. and it has been a journey. It has been very humbling <laughs> because I thought I knew everything <laughs> about fitness and I mean, right now, I think I know everything about fitness, but I'm sure I'm going to look back and be like, what was I thinking? And I think as every trainer, I've made a few mistakes, but those are all opportunities to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I love that, you know, you have this severe growth mindset. Yeah. It's great. It's honestly It's a great. problem. No, no, it's, it's so, well, it's, it may be a problem for you. For me, I'm like, yes, she is going to be my trainer because, you know, because she's trying to because for me I'm like wow she's trying to constantly learn she's trying to constantly improve she wants to be there to help mm -hmm. and I think and, and to acknowledge the journey it says a lot you know it makes you very very credible yeah because I've been in that situation where I've been told that you should go on a three day detox yeah. and I have <laughs> unfortunately I've done it and I remember I drank nothing but juices for three days and I was like oh vomiting on the third day and oh. I was like this doesn't feel right mm -hmm. this mm. is not there's something wrong about this and I had enough sense to know that the water that I'm losing is water weight or diarrhea <laughs> or you know and, and that, that that the scale should not be a measure mm -hmm. of where my health is yeah um so I was like, I, I wanted better for myself. And I tell my clients as well, I'm like, you know, stay critical, demand better. Ask your trainers why they're giving you what they're giving you. Mm -hmm. um, because that's something I did. And then, and nobody could ever give me a proper answer. They're just like, no, you should, you should. And it'll help you or, or it'll make your skin glow. Or <laughs> you, lo you look so skinny. And, but you are um, skinny though, right? You've always been skinny. I was actually a little bit overweight after school because well, like, that's when I didn't have any sports. Too or <laughs> though. But that wasn't even my focus. My focus was yeah. on just being active and being yeah. strong and finding something to do. I mean, you also had three kids. Can we like, talk about that? <laughs> yeah. You know, three, three boys? Yeah. In the midst of this? You have yeah. three kids? I have three okay. boys. Three sons, yeah. yeah. Nice. How old are they? <laughs> Which, more shockers. Yes, how old are they? One is nine, one is eight, and one is five. 
and they have been with me to CrossFit boxes, and they have taken kids CrossFit classes, Aww. and they work out with me in the Aww. gym, and they draw <laughs> me with a barbell. That's amazing. <laughs> and um, I really I want to teach them as well. And fitness in Pakistan in the <laughs> making. <laughs> No, but I love that my kids can see that it's okay for women to be strong. Like, there's more to life than women just being skinny. And that's what I always tell them. I'm like, you know, women can do this, and women can lift heavy, and they can have muscles, and they can be strong. And yeah. they watch um, they watch the CrossFit games with me, and they're <laughs> like, wow, we want to... They look at women, and they're like, wow, we want to be that good. You know, so... It's I mean, it is com- very competitive for women, <laughs> actually, yeah. the open. Yeah, there's no Matt Frazier in the women's yeah. category. Um. <laughs> no, I mean, they obviously look up to the men as well. Yeah. But growing up, I don't think we ever saw women in that light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, for our society, for like the context of being here... I don't think I saw that. Dude, I grew up in Saudi, you know? Like, it was... I don't <laughs> think I saw women. women. <laughs> um, but, so, I mean, to quickly recap, yeah. where you basically... Anam is a CrossFit level one. She's a level two. She's a CrossFit gymnastics, CrossFit weightlifting. weightlifting. And now she's an OPEC CCP. Yeah, pre- precision nutrition. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the qualifications, just like, they kind of speak for themselves. And then you set up your place. What's it called? Because I always get it wrong. Flex. It's called Flex, okay? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and we'll give you a chance to plug that in a minute or whatever. But you've, you've always, your focus has been on in, in um, what we're, we're trying to talk about here as well. And you've spoken about this a lot, has been women, right? Yeah. And one of the biggest, biggest things that you've, um, that we talked about before the podcast and stuff like that has been changing mindsets, so what's that been like? What are, what, are the, what are the things that you've experienced? I mean, we keep talking about women have constantly seen themselves as number on a, numbers on a scale. That was one of the things that you brought up. Um, what are the things that you, you've been able to work on with them? Um, I've always felt that women fear food. Mm-hmm. They fear taking up more space than they should. Um, they feel like their health... Basically, their health just revolves around fear. Mm-hmm. And I want to change that. I want to tell them it's a lot more than... It's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than... I mean, there's nothing wrong with fat loss. But when if you can focus on getting strong, then you get strong. Your health improves. A lot of things improve. And you get... And you lose fat. You know? So it's like all in one. It's just, just that shift mm. sort of gives you the best of everything. So it's that difference between fat loss and weight loss. And yeah, yeah. The, the fact that there actually is a difference between those two. like in There is, because weight loss is just losing weight on a scale. That could be your muscle tissue. That could be bone density. That could be fat. That's what your body is made up of. Yeah. Okay? That's what I try to explain to my clients as well. And I've had, I've had my fair set of challenges where women have come in and they're like, we can't be below this certain number. And I... I encourage them to think for themselves and I ask them, why not? What is that number? What What do you think makes up your body? And they're eager to learn and I do teach them and I want to educate them. And um, the reason why I focus on women so much is because there are a lot of resources for men, I feel, but not as many for women. I also feel that women are a lot more complicated than men. 
in terms of their biological makeup yeah um if you put if you put a guy on a 1200 calorie diet fine he lose weight but if you do the same thing with a woman you're messing up her hormones yeah you're messing up her she's going to lose muscle a lot faster than a guy would um they have very they don't have enough muscle to begin with um their bone density is going to go down faster than a guys would and um i just feel like they need m- more help mm. i thought you were about to say sorry. more health and i'm like that's also <laughs> correct but um um yeah that's true i mean in with respect to like hormones like mine have been up and down i was healthier i was fitter i looked fitter but i knew my hormones were all messed up yeah and i can't tell what's happening there's no indicator i mean there is physical indicators i can tell but is it my training is it my nutrition which by the way on paper was all fine so okay. i don't know right i saw, but i know there's visible signs i'm like this is not okay i'm yeah. losing hair this i have pcos mm-hmm. i know that but i'm like why is this happening mm-hmm. why do i have like this cystic acne i've never had acne that yeah would you like hit like once you're done being a teenager and as an adult i had like this acne i'm like why yeah there's that and then also women go through stuff like childbirth yes their bodies change so much yeah. after that there's you can't just put them on a hardcore crossfit workout 6 months after they've given birth yeah. you know you have to ease them into it there's yeah. certain exercises you should do shouldn't do stuff you should be avoiding just for a certain amount of time again every everybody's bodies are different everybody bounces i hate the term bounces back but everybody comes back differently from mm-hmm. it and Yeah, women are just Everyone a lot more complex. Yeah. Let's call it that. Yeah, women mm. are more complicated features than men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, how much of this and we I mean, we've talked about like the fact that there're not many educational resources available for women here. There's they're walking in with misconceptions and stuff like this. But a lot of it seems to be that uh <laughs> we had an interruption by a cat. A lot of it seems <laughs> A lot of it seems to be that this concept He's really of really into Anam. <laughs> It's a little bit of a sleaze. I'm sorry. So, but yeah, a lot of this seems to come out of the fact that the concept of weight loss is deeply ingrained into society here, right? Yeah. And that um why why do you think that is? Like and and because women think that if they lift up a 3 kg dumbbell, they're going to look like Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But they're forgetting to take into account that they're carrying their 15 kg babies around all day. They're mm-hmm. moving oh. furniture. They're lifting heavy things all day. Yeah. Why isn't that bulking them up? And yeah. that's what I teach them. Um, you know. Uh women are not built that way. You're not just going to lift weights and bulk up. Um that's another misconception that I really want to change. Um and it's difficult because they've grown up with a certain mindset their whole life and till today i've had a lot of elders saying things to me like you're skinny why are you still working out yeah or you don't need to work out you don't need to work out or you're going to regret this when you get old because your body's going to hurt oh. you shouldn't be lifting such heavy weight your back is going to break Um, what about the bones that are becoming stronger and the muscles that, that are active and you they know, know that. and the whole support structure that's working for you they for a that. good quality of life as you age? Yeah, that's where education comes in. And <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So, 
and that and that's where like for example you're putting a lot of content out there right now about yeah. education and it's um, through your Instagram primarily. Is there a Facebook as well? I mean, we'll ask you later, I suppose. But no, no but there's no. I mean, there is, cool. but I'm not active on it. Okay. Yeah. But in in any case, we're we're talking about that educational aspect, and a lot of it, uh, and a lot of people seem to think that okay, I'm I'm overweight or I need to get into a certain shape. Exercise is the solution. Now we've already touched upon nutrition, but it, it's it's more than just that, isn't it? There's there's a lot of lifestyle factors involved. Lifestyle factors that people just don't seem to take into account. Yeah, a lot. In fact, I just did a post on this regarding the gym and exercise and how long it takes and what goes into account. And that literally said that there are 525,600 minutes in a year. <laughs> If you go to the gym for 60 minutes, five days a week, that's less than 5% of your year in the gym, your entire year. So getting to the gym is the easy part, but if you're focusing on improving your sleep habits, your water intake, stress management, and nutrition, that's where the hard work yeah. really is. And yeah. that's what makes up your health. It's yeah. not just exercise. I mean, exercise is great. Mm -hmm. It has a lot of benefits. But there's a lot more to it. It's what you do outside the gym. Then what are those things? Let's get into that a little All bit. All right. So I would say being mindful about food, for mm -hmm. example. Chewing your food. Sleeping mm -hmm. and waking up at the same time every day. Creating rhythm in your day. Um, walking. Learning how to breathe. I'm sure you also know this. But as adults, we take so much of stress that we breathe through our chest. Whereas we should be, be breathing through our bellies. Yeah. Um, what else? I have these are, sleep. These are the most, yeah, these are the most sleep, like, basic, basic things. things. Yeah, and they're and boring things and nobody wants to hear that. People want to hear how many calories can you burn in 10 yeah, minutes yeah, or yeah, the yeah, most yeah. intense flat, fat blasting workout. Yeah. <laughs> Butt blaster. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hydration. Nobody hydrates. Um, the quality of your food the micronutrients that you're getting in, the sleep that you're getting every night. Sleep is actually even more important than nutrition. So if you're ne neglecting something that's more important than exercise, more important than nutrition, and then complaining why you're not getting results, you have to go back and reflect and see what your lifestyle is like. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing Like I've understood and happily accepted because I would love to sleep than go work out. <laughs> so if I'm like sleep deprived and if I haven't had enough sleep, I will sleep it's, and I will skip that workout. Good. Yeah. That's actually good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what do you think are, the, and we've touched on a lot of them already, I'm sure, but what do you think are the biggest health and fitness problems you see in general for women in Pakistan? And how can women take listening take measures to avoid them? So very specific to the women in Pakistan. I mean, I can tell you the shadi food is awful. <laughs> I'm just going to begin there. The food we eat is good. You can modify it, but... Yeah. I would tell them to stay critical mm. uh, and question everything that's coming their way. And if someone is giving them a piece of information, or for example, if someone's telling them, to avoid a certain food, ask why, uh, no more, be ready to learn. Because at the end of the day, it's your, you only get one body to live in mm -hmm. and you need to give it your best. It deserves your best. Not keto. 
No. Oh my gosh, she's losing it. She's losing it now. No. Keto, let's talk about keto. Because it's like the new thing. Everyone wants to do keto. Yeah, so the reason why keto works is because you're at the end of the day you're in a calorie deficit. If you're gonna if you're gonna burn more energy than you're consuming, you are gonna lose weight. Uh, I didn't say fat because you are losing a lot of other things as well if you are not training correctly and if you are not taking in adequate amounts of protein. Uh, keto is a very high fat diet. Fat takes very, very long to digest. That's probably why people say that, oh, we feel full on it. Um, a lot of people also say that we feel better when we do keto. And my argument against that is if you're going to go from eating crap to eating a vegetable a day, you're going to feel better whether you're on keto or you're not. Mm. I feel like that that's like a general point to be made about any diet that somebody gets onto, right? Because yeah. the second you get onto one of these diets, whether it's like keto or vegan or paleo or whatever it is, all of a sudden you've started paying attention to something you weren't paying attention to prior. And since you're doing that, the intake, and you've referenced it before, that the quality of food that you're taking in, the quantities, all of a sudden you're paying attention to these, whereas you went, f- whereas you were previously not giving a crap at yeah. all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you're going to eat more vegetables than you were, if you're going to consume healthy fats, um, if you're eating good proteins, you are going to feel better mm-hmm. no matter what. You don't have to be on keto to do that. Um, I don't want to talk a lot about keto, but I do want to say that it affects women differently than it does affect men. Mm -hmm. Again, it messes up their hormones. It plays around with your uh, fertility. Mm -hmm. Uh, It actually contributes to stubborn belly fat later on in life for women. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exhibit A. (laughs) Rabia is pointing at herself. My belly. My stubborn belly fat. <laughs> yeah, I ha- I actually had a <clears throat> I had a client as well who had a thyroid issue, and she was recommended keto by somebody. And I asked her these questions. I said, did they um, take your history? Do they know that you have a thyroid issue? Do you do they know your baseline calories? And she said no to all of that. She said they just gave me a standardized meal plan, and that's something that I want to tell women out there. Do not follow standardized meal meal plans. Everybody's body is unique. Everybody's needs are different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's function is different. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I remember. Um, We had to change my meal plans. Um, So I was on a different program. It was, was, we did different things. But one of the things that was really shocking and kind of cool was that I respond really well to like good carbs. Oh, and wow. I was like, yeah, give me all that fruit. Give me Because before that, I'm like eating vegetables and I'm having my meats and I'm having my good fats. And then like all of a sudden I saw results as soon as I was having like watermelon. <laughs> well, not watermelon, but fruits in general because yeah. it was a watermelon feta and mint salad. That was my favorite. So things like that just include, I'm like, but that's a lot of sugar, right? Yeah. But it, I, it worked well. Yeah. I was happy about this. I mean, it all gets broken down pretty much the same way. Mm. The brain, the brain's preferred energy source is carbs. Yeah. If you are not giving your brain and your body its preferred energy mm. source, what are you doing? There's this big conception that carbs are going to make me fat. Yeah. Anything that you eat, I mean, with everything, the dose makes the poison, right? 
if you eat too much if you eat more than you need to you will get fat whether it's carbs whether it's fats whether it's proteins so how do you know what's the correct diet for you then do you like seek out help what would you do what are the steps for that um correct diet for me or for for a person so so i mean for by you i mean like the royal you like you know so if, if somebody is listening right now and she's like okay so where do i look up my diet or where do i go or where do i begin you know based on my body is it like a matter of hey try eating certain foods for a certain week and see how your body responds to but your body tells yeah, you yeah. things like that i hate saying this but it depends okay um, it depends no, on everybody's why do you laugh uh, she'll know <laughs> we don't have to get into that one but <laughs> you didn't tell people why it's, a, it's an ofex thing it literally uh, is okay, so. okay. Yeah, exactly, because everybody has a different understanding of food. I mean, if someone who has never uh, understood what food means, uh, who doesn't know the nutritional value of food, who has just looked at food as food and not of what it's made up of, Mm. I'm not just going to throw a macro plan their way and be like, this is how many carbs you have to eat, this is how many fats you have to eat, this is how many proteins you have to eat. No, first I'm going to check their food hygiene meaning how Mm. is their behavior around food what do they view food as yeah do they view it as fuel do they view it as a reward do they eat socially um are they afraid of it i'm gonna address those things and then their behavior with food do they eat fast what's their environment like when they're eating food um do they sit down and eat do they chew their food 20 to 30 times? Do they forget to have it? Do they forget meals? Exactly. <laughs> Are they stressed while they're eating? Yeah. Things like this. Yeah. So it it honestly depends. If these things are not dialed in, I can't give you, um, oh, you should eat these many proteins. Or yeah. you should, because you need to go back. You always need to go back to the basics, fix the basics, and then progress from there. Yeah. So... On that point, now, since you got slightly into the consultation side of it, right? And uh, I know it's something that you mentioned before, and I want to give the opportunity for you to bring this up as well, is when women come in and talk to you for the first time, yeah. it's one of those things you said you wanted to, you always address with them, the decision-making aspect. Mm. And that's something that... With regards to fitness? Or? No, yeah. So, for example, when, when they come in, or who's the decision maker and stuff like that that's the what's called we they talk are. about yeah yeah right. they decide what they want to do with their plan mm-hmm. i literally asked them what are you hoping to achieve uh what are your starting points what are your goals where do you want to where do you want this journey to take you mm-hmm. are you in it for a quick fix or are you in it long term are you looking at your health or are you mm-hmm. just focused on aesthetics um do you have any limitations? Are you aware of those limitations? What do you eat? What do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. Do you want to eat more food? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. The answer so, should be yes to that always. <laughs> so it's the ball is in their court. Mm-hmm. And if I feel like they could use better direction, I will not hesitate to give it to them. Mm. What about decision making at home, for example, right? Like, so you, oftentimes you need the, the buy-in of a full of their full support system, not just them, right? I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, that is something that I ask them if they mm-hmm. have um, 
if anyone else has a decision making power for them yeah. in starting this program because you can be you can be highly motivated you can be determined but if your environment doesn't support it you can only get so far that's a very important question that i ask in my consults as well yeah that's why i was like i was trying to, i was trying so hard to like yeah. get it out of here <laughs> but i'm like oh man um but shifting gears a little bit, let's mm-hmm. talk a little more about yourself, right? So you are, you've just told us, I've just discovered that you have three kids. Um, you're a full-time <laughs> fitness coach. Um, you're also like absolutely crushing it in the gym. I mean, at least according to Instagram. You know, maybe it's just a highlight reel. Maybe maybe she's just sitting there napping all day. <laughs> and there's like a clean. But um, I doubt it. She's, she's on so, her fourth coffee. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, there's a lot of, one of the, one of the most frequent things that, you know, I, I keep hearing is like, oh, I, I don't, as you know, as a mom, as a, you know, as a full-time, like, I work full-time, I have a husband, you know, all these things, like, I don't have the time for this, right? So, how, how do you manage this, and how do you, like, talk to your clients about this as well, right? Honestly, I plan my day. Mm-hmm. I know my limits. I don't, I make sure that I take out time for myself. I mean, my clients are everything to me, but if I'm going to give them more time than I, than I can, physically can, I'm going to end up resenting my job. Yeah. I'm going to end up resenting what I do, and I don't want to do that. You can't help them if you're not 100%. Exactly. Right? Exactly. But yeah, it is really tough. I'm up, I'm up at 6.30 a.m., and I'm on my feet all day. Mm. I don't take a lot of clients at one time because just because I like to give them that individual attention. So I have hour long sessions back to back. And then once those three hours are done, then the fourth hour I make sure that I'm working out because it impacts my mood, it Mm. impacts my health. Mm. It makes me more alert for the rest of my day. It helps me be a better mom. Mm. Um, Once that's done, I am on school duty and football (laughs) lessons and homework and then I take out a couple of hours in the evening to work, um, create everybody's programs, study and then night time is just my time. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. So you're super scheduled. You're you're a scheduled boy. That's yeah, <laughs> a regular boy. A regular boy. That was um, a term our vet used for like our cat because he would wake up at a point, yeah. would poop, and then he would eat, then he would sleep. But it works, you it, know. It's about creating yeah. rhythm in your day. Yeah, and right? so I mean that's just such a valid point, right? Like we we like randomly turned it out of a joke, but creating rhythm in your day. Cats are born with this. We're not yeah. teaching them to create rhythm in our their day. Yeah. Yet we seem to forget that. All the yeah, time. Exactly. You know, that's how important it is. And that's why it's so important to like, we wanted to hear about your schedule. And as coaches, so. you have to practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't preach and then not practice it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. How do you... How do you <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because I took December off. <laughs> but, but yeah. um, no, but it's okay to take time off too. Yeah. Right? Um, Planning is everything. Yeah. Like at night before sleeping, I will make sure that I plan my next day and I know exactly what I'm doing down to the very minute of that day. What I want to talk to you about is um, the struggle of actually having a structured day. So you have everything sorted. Mm-hmm. That's you. But people around you, this is what I've noticed a lot. We lost out on a lot of social interactions because people tend to hang out at like what 11 yeah. p.m. at night and it's ridiculous. That's like... Yeah. 
well, not for me anymore, but it used to be like a couple of hours past my bedtime and I was like, I'm not doing it. It's not happening. Yeah. I, especially where we are. You know where people's day starts at like 12. Yes, I know. So, you, you know, it's tough, but why would one do it? What's the benefit of it? You know, well, for your health and for your sake. Yeah, I mean, just like how you want to be physically healthy, you want to be mentally healthy as well. Socializing Absolutely. is important. Yeah, yeah. But again, you you kind of, you can schedule it in. Yeah, of course. You yeah. Can. Like I socialize on the weekends, or at least I try to, and mm. most of the times I do stick to it. Of course, there are those one-off, you know, spontaneous plans, which yeah, is something which is... I would tell people not to avoid because you should not let fitness govern your life. Mm. Fitness is there to complement your life, right? Your life doesn't revolve around fitness it fitness enhances your life that's what it should be that's awesome that's that's so true right and that and i guess that's i don't want to hate on the crossfit mindset too much because i'm I've, we've both been there but like it's it's people come in and do fitness for the sake of fitness as opposed to looking at what fitness will enable them to do yeah. outside the gym it's an hour or however much you spend in the gym to help you live a better life overall, right? Yeah. I also felt like when I was doing CrossFit, I felt like a workout is only as good as how dead I feel at the end of it. Man, that's something that, you know, let's talk about that for a second because that that's something that I, I, I talk to my clients about regularly as well. And it's just that, that mindset that unless I'm absolutely crushed, that wasn't a good workout. Mm -hmm. Whereas there is a lot of merit to training in a way that you can keep coming back and sustainably yeah. like training as opposed to, oh, now I'm crushed now. So day one, you were crushed. Day two, now you're all of a sudden, you're, um, you're too weak to perform at any reasonable level. So it's kind of a lost day. Whereas if you'd gone at 60% or 70% the day before, yeah. then you'd be able to do 60 and 70. And that's a lot better than 80, 20, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel like coaches don't give a lot of importance to rest and recovery as yeah. they do to training. Mm. You need to educate your clients on why they're resting, what that recovery does for them, and why they don't need to go so hard and fast in the gym every time. Yeah. That actually, it's, it's proven to not be very good for you in the long run. You're just training yourself how to hit a brick wall every time. Yeah. And then once you do that, once you burn out, you're like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. That's actually why all these boot camps and fit in 30 day challenges work so well is because people are coming. They are working really, really hard. They're doing something which is probably not sustainable yeah. for their whole lives. And then once that program is over, that's when they are yo-yo dieting and trying to, that's when they're sort of, yeah, they're hitting a wall. They don't know where to go from there. They don't know how to improve their fitness. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do. What's the next step? Why isn't my body changing? Why am I not losing more weight? I mean, that's, yeah, that's where they get stuck. And yeah. my job is to sort of help them out from there and show them that there is more and that you can change your body. You just have to train smart. There's a difference between training smart and training hard. Mm. So, and, and I guess that brings us neatly into a question or something, a topic that we both wanted to talk about as well, is that there are a lot of coaches out there. How do you separate fact from fiction, right? How do you know that these people are the real deal? 
um, and really know what they're talking about. Um, whereas there's other people that that actually that that have no idea and are just literally stealing things from Instagram posts. So you know, like, how do you how do you figure that out? How do you recommend that our listeners go about finding good coaches or separating that fact from fiction? Again, question them. Test their knowledge. Mm. If a coach is recommending something to you, ask them why. Yeah. See if they know their stuff. And then check it. Yeah. You know? I of course, mean, you have to do your due diligence. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what I would tell them. And as for me, um, I stay very focused on my message that I want to get across. I'm not worried about how can I be better than this coach or better than that coach. I'm very, very focused on helping women who are coming to me or who want to come to me or who are in search of information. And I put everything that I have learned and studied out there for them to help them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's on the page. It's free education. Um I always encourage people to ask me about it if they're confused. People do message me. And um, yeah, I love helping them. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> so, um, is there anything else you'd like to add for our listeners? I have, I have okay. one question. Mm-hmm. This was in the beginning. You talked about, you said women have a lot of fear. Yeah. So I want you to elaborate on that. What do you mean? Like, they're scared of what? They're scared of food. They're scared of getting bulky. They're scared of putting on weight. Um, they're scared of hurting themselves physically. They are scared of losing energy, but without realizing that exercise and good nutrition and a good lifestyle can give you all those things. You know, it enhances your life. Yeah. It doesn't take away from your life. Okay, and I don't know, so the reason I, I um, asked about fear is because of the social pressures as well that women have. It's very different in our society, right? The sort of expectations that have been built around being a woman and, you know, having a family, being a daughter, being that wife and things like that. So I felt like, um, I feel like we also have that fear that we're sort of looking for validation, but that's just, you know, that's what I was going at with this, that, you know, there's a lot of being validated by the society, whereas when in reality it should be about you. Yeah. Like you as the individual and you as the person because this is your health. You're in this body. Yeah. And just to segment that. And this is why, like you said, you know, it's, it's um, taking time for yourself. Yeah, you know how they say that in planes you put the oxygen mask on yourself before you put it on your child? Yeah, child. You cannot help yeah. other people around you if you are not the best version of yourself. yourself. Yeah, 100%. You know? So, yeah. So, <laughs> any final thoughts? Anything that you want to add that you feel like, you know, parting messages to women and anyone in general that might be listening to this, what would you like to tell them? What would you like to leave them with? I think ask more questions, Mm -hmm. demand more for yourself, stay critical, listen to your body. If your body is telling you something, 
if it is for example if it's hungry feed it yeah. if you are low on energy exercise if you are thirsty drink water if you are tired sleep just listen to your bodies because they're trying to tell you something and if you neglect it then it's gonna it's gonna come back it's gonna later. act out yeah you're gonna be pissed <laughs> yeah yeah you, you know what what's, for for regular listeners this is gonna be this is such an interesting moment for me as a podcaster because you said demand more yeah and that is something that Rabia and I said of everything, not just fitness and wellness yeah. in episode one. Yeah. We said, don't just get caught up with what the status quo is. Don't just be caught up. Okay, this is what, this is the way. Exactly. So, and, and I think it's, it's almost like for, for, I mean, it's a very personal thing, but it's, it's coming full circle is that even in this fitness space, you need to demand yeah. more. You need to, yeah. And not, you, yeah, sorry. No, no, go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, this should not look for quick fixes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Because what do you do once that quick fix is over? Yeah. You need to drag it on. You have your whole life ahead of you. You have yeah. to sustain this. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think long term. Yeah. So, Anna, tell us, where can people find out more about Flex on social media? Flex it. It's Flex. Flex? Just Flex. Yeah. Just Flex. No, I mean, just Flex. It's Flex. flex. This is very confusing. <laughs> okay, it is, it is F-L-E-X. That, yeah. Her gym is called X? Flex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the Instagram page has like two X's. Okay. All the good ones were taken. taken. Got yeah. It. So yeah. it's no, Flex one, two, at three. Just Flex it. <laughs> Okay, yeah. got it. So that is at J-S-J-U-S-T-F-L-E-X-X-I-T. Yeah. Okay, on Instagram. So get in touch with Anam. Start training with her. So <laughs> I'm about to talk to her now. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie has about scheduling a consult, which we will not record. Yeah. Um, so Anam, thank you so much for what you do. Um, thank you we, for the knowledge that you have. I mean that you bring and this discussion, and um, thank I, you for I, having me. I loved, I loved just listening to you. I think I was very quiet this podcast. I was just <laughs> listening. You know what? I'm I'm gonna close this. I'm gonna close this out with a story. Um, a story that happened literally an hour ago, and I don't know if Anam wants me to tell this, but I will tell it. Right? <laughs> and is that Anam was really nervous about getting on yeah. and speaking about this, right? And yeah. she wasn't nervous. She kept looking at the mic and saying, "You know, um, this mic is making me nervous. This mic is making me nervous, right?" And she wasn't nervous for any other reason that mm. she wanted to make sure the information she was going to get out to the women listening to this podcast was anything other than information that would help change their lives. Yeah. And that's commendable. Yeah. Anam does this for the right reasons, guys. Yeah. So, and that's why she is a localist. It's a huge responsibility <laughs> to have somebody else's lives in your hand. Like, I mean, literally. Yeah. So, that's it. And uh, what's it called? You can send us feedback at the, um, at the localist PK on Instagram, um, on Twitter, which I will check maybe next month um it's at, <laughs> at the localist pk at twitter as well and uh on twitter and uh twitter? You can, did you say it was on twitter Mo? you didn't say twitter enough <laughs> i was correcting my own grammar okay and uh what's called? <laughs> you can email us at localistpk at gmail.com and as always if you're driving while listening to this wear your seatbelt don't be a dick <laughs> bye